Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you are new here, a very special welcome. I'm so grateful to have you here. Today, I am joined by uh, Samantha Smith, aka Samantha Daly, because everyone goes by their Instagram handles nowadays. Um, and I am just like so honored to have Samantha here with me. She is a mindset coach, a business mentor, a yoga instructor, and top podcast host from New York. And her journey into the world of self-development began after she graduated college and decided to take the untraditional path by turning down her corporate job offers and moving to Europe. Uh, She packed her life into two suitcases, left everything behind to explore the world, expand her mind, and find her purpose, which, guys, I'm just like laughing over this because how freaking aligned is is this story? Um, But now she's a professional coach. She helps women all over the world rewire their subconscious minds, build successful businesses, attract love and money, and manifest their dreams by empowering them with elite mindset tools and powerful daily rituals. And uh, I'm just so ecstatic um, to have her here. So why don't you say hello and uh, introduce yourself a little bit more? Hi, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Maddie. That was a really epic intro. I'm excited to be here and just in our conversation before we started recording, I already know there's going to be so many synchronicities and similarities and parallels in our journeys and in our businesses and lives and everything. So I'm excited to see how the conversation unfolds. Um, But yeah, for everybody listening, I'm Samantha Daly. That's what people think my name is now. It's not actually my name, but (laughs) that was when I originally started my business. I started blogging and I named my the name of my website and my blog, Samantha Daily, because it was supposed to be like daily inspiration and motivation and tips and mindset and healthy eating and things like that. And then it just like evolved into a whole personal brand. So that's the story behind Samantha Daly being my name mm-hmm. that is not actually my name. Um, but yeah, now I'm a business mentor and a mindset coach and I really help women who are building online coaching businesses in the spiritual space, expand their businesses, attract ideal clients, grow their impact and income, scale to six figures, and really build the business of their dreams. Mm. Oh, so amazing. I love it so much. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear that you blogged before you kind of went on this journey. And I kind of want to hear more about the journey because I think that I always say with every guest that I have, like whether you're a mindset coach or a confidence coach or whatever coach that you are, there's always like a deep resonance in that. Like you don't uh, teach something that isn't um, like, isn't something that was like a part of your experience. So I'd love to hear just kind of, yeah, the whole journey of um, first of all, choosing the unconventional route because I think that's where a lot of people are in their lives right now. It's like they have gone the conventional route and then they're like, wait, I don't want this anymore. I want more freedom. So kind of your experience with that. Um, and then, yeah, also just how you got into the passion of of business. There's always a, a personal story there, I feel like. It's a little bit of your success story. Yeah, for sure. So I first got into the personal development space because it was my own journey into personal development. So I didn't come across, you know, podcasting and books and the ideas of mindset and these spiritual concepts from a place of wanting to teach them, but more so from a place of me needing to learn them myself for my myself for my own journey. So I was I'm trying to like 
take so much and condense it down to give you guys the short version. So basically this is what happened. Okay. (laughs) When I was a junior in college, (laughs) I studied abroad in Spain. Okay. I was like wanting to travel my entire life. I just wanted to get the fuck out of my hometown. I'm a Sagittarius. So I had it in me my whole life. And I just felt like when I get to choose how I want to run my life, I'm going to travel and I'm going to go to all these cool places. So as soon as I got the opportunity, I studied abroad in Spain and I traveled around Europe. I went to 10 countries in four months. I did the whole thing. I was eating, partying, doing all the stuff, right? I met my boyfriend while I was there. We downloaded Tinder. We were single. We were feeling a little crazy. We were 21. (laughs) We're like, let's go. (laughs) Downloaded Tinder, accidentally fell in love, met my life partner, whole life changes. Okay. That's the short version. So I get back from this study abroad trip, think I'm never going to see this guy again try to resume my life, finishing school, finishing my last year at college. And between my junior and my senior year, when I got back from study abroad, I was doing a corporate internship because we all know in the States, you know, you got to do those internships to get your job offers when you graduate. So I was doing this corporate internship and I was sitting at my desk, I was sitting at my cubicle every day. And I was still, I still had the like after effects of having traveled and been in Europe and been so expanded by that experience Mm. of feeling like shell shocked of like, I can't believe like this is my future now. Like this is basically I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to sit at this desk and just do this forever and ever and ever until I'm like really fucking old. And I was just like, it was a moment of realization, Mm -hmm. right? Of like, okay, can't do that. Don't want to do that what might be available to me. And so that's what really inspired me to start looking for how, ways that I could get back to Europe and continue to travel and expand my mind and find my purpose because I had thought that I was really in love with marketing and PR. And although those skills have certainly served me being a businesswoman, mm-hmm. um, I just didn't want to do it in the corporate sense and I didn't know what I was going to do outside of that. But I knew that I didn't have enough time to like figure it out before graduation. So I figured, you know, I'm going to go back to Spain. I'm going to live in the same city as this guy that I'm now dating long distance somehow. I don't know how that ended up happening, but it did. And so I went back to Spain after I graduated and I declined my corporate job offers. You know, I I did the whole thing. I went and I did interviews and I got job offers, but I was like, at the end of the day, this isn't, I know that this isn't going to feed my soul. I know that this isn't going to light me up and make me happy for longer than the initial moment of signing the contract and feeling proud of myself that I got a corporate job offer and that I have a salary and that I have something you know, fun to be able to show my parents and my friends of like, I'm moving to Chicago and, you know, (laughs) this is my new life. I knew that that would wear off really quickly and that then I would find myself in the cubicle being like, what the fuck? And also maybe I would lose this relationship that Mm -hmm. that was felt like it was really important, which obviously now we're like seven years down the track (laughs) still together. Um, Obviously it was an important relationship to continue to explore and foster. So I moved back to Europe. I started teaching English and that's when I kind of really dove into my personal development journey because I was struggling with some body image stuff after college and so much drinking and traveling and that is where, you know, my whole story kind of unfolded while I was living in Spain uh, into building my business and doing what I do today. Oh my God. What an incredible story. Like incredible. And I resonate on so many levels. Like it's actually kind of insane. Um, Okay. Rewind. So that moment when you you're saying like, I just knew, like, I just knew I couldn't go into the corporate world. Like it just wasn't for me. What was that experience actually like for you in the sense of like doubts and fears? Cause again, like I always just tap into like my audience or people I've spoken to online and like kind of how they're feeling. And I know just so many people are desiring to have an experience like that, but it just feels so scary. It feels scary to leave the country and just like get up and go. Was that difficult for you? Was it easy for you? Like, how did you work through the, just the fear around it? There's always a little bit of fear in in a leap that big. 
Yeah, there was definitely fear present. And I think if I'm being honest, the biggest fear that was present for me was more around like how other people were going to take it, how the news was going to be received because I had already decided within myself, like I want to do this. This feels exciting to me. Like I could picture myself doing it moving to Spain, being there. And like that just felt so electric to me. So I kind of already knew before I like officially decided in the sense of like telling people and declining the job offers and stuff, I already, I had already like decided in my own head, like I know I'm doing this, but it took me a while to actually tell everybody else and have the conversation where I declined the job offers. Like I kept asking them, I had this offer on the table And they want, you know, of course, they kind of want you to decide pretty quickly if you're going to take the job or not. And I kept like asking them for a couple more days of like extension (laughs) because they just knew once I said no, it meant that I actually had to like tell my parents like, hey, like I declined that job offer. Like I'm not getting a job. Um, I'm moving to Europe for like a poverty level wage. (laughs) Like, please don't hate me. I love you so much. And thank you so much for like helping me fund my college education that I'm now not utilizing, but like I have to do this thing. I think, so that was the scariest piece was how people are going to, people are not going to understand, but I had this sort of knowing. And if anybody knows human design, like I'm a sacral authority. And even before I knew what that meant, it basically just means that when I feel something in my gut, I just know it to be true. And that's the answer for me. So I did feel that, that certainty in my own body, but I felt really scared about how I was going to communicate that to everybody else. And I did have a conversation with my parents and my older brother, I remember this specifically, we were in this house where I am right now and they were all standing on like one side of the kitchen table and I was on the other and we were having the conversation of, you know, this is you guys, this is like what I'm going to do. And they were all looking at me being like, you're crazy. And I remember like waiting for my brother at least to be the one to be like, I kind of get it. Nope. <laughs> Nope. No support. (laughs) Nobody got it. I mean, they were all supportive later on once that was kind of like the only option. But in the moment, they were just like, why would you do this? Like, you're literally throwing an opportunity away for a guy. Like, that was their main thing. They kept saying it was for the guy. It was for the guy. And so it was that. It was really navigating the opinions of other people. And I think that's what it is, to be honest, for a lot of people. They say that they're scared, but what they're really scared of is how are they going to relay that information or how will it be received by others more so than I'm scared to actually do this thing that I know in my heart is right. Yeah. Oh my God. 100%. Again, the resonance. Um, I'm a sacral authority as well. I actually just had somebody on the podcast. We were talking about human design a lot and I've been getting like so into human design. I feel like it just keeps popping up. And being able to like trust in that sacral authority has been such a big thing for me. And one of the biggest learning lessons with me, you know, leaving my like quote unquote, quote, perfect life in a sense, Um, because like logically, you know, I should have stayed in LA. I should have stayed in the relationship. I should have done all these things on like a very logical level. But, you know, in my gut, I knew that I shouldn't. And yeah, one of the biggest lessons for me has been navigating the opinions or even the lack of opinions. Like I was just sharing with somebody else that like I went on this whole like magnificent journey and then I came back and I noticed that I noticed the people that would like ask me about it and they're like, tell me about your travels. Tell me about the experiences. I want to hear everything. Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. This sounds amazing. And then the other people, I tell them, oh yeah, I just had this life-changing experience. It was so incredible. And they're like, oh, good for you. And they just like almost don't want to hear about it. And it's not I'm not noticing that in the sense of like, why do people not care about my story? Mm -hmm. Like, why do people not want to ask me questions about myself? It's more this like interesting energy I'm picking up of, yeah, some people just get kind of like triggered by it or, um, you know, it's hard for people to be happy for somebody when they're like, you know, experiencing the freedom that maybe they want to experience. So it's been an interesting thing to navigate. I even had like a TikTok go viral where I got 
some, I mean, I probably blocked like 200 people just from like the mean comments I was receiving. And yeah, some people just don't understand. But I think that once you get to the other side, right, probably once you landed in Spain, there the opinions are like completely irrelevant. Like you're just like, why did I even care? Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to navigate. Yeah. You're so far, you're so far away. You're so far away. Once you've decided and you start taking those steps to your dream life and the path that you feel most aligned to, everything, all the all the noise like washes away because you've chosen yourself. And you are now in the space of feeling that excitement and your heart is like lit up and you're just like in the zone of, yes, like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I wanted to do. So it gets better. It's kind of like a ripping the Band-Aid off sort of thing. 100% ripping the Band-Aid off. But I think even like my two weeks, like I decided that I was leaving out of country and like the two weeks between then and actually being out of the country, it was just like turmoil. Like it was just like a mess and confusion and doubts and like, am I making the right decision? Um, But yeah, you have to just like stay true to your gut feeling and what you know is right and your your soul, right? Not your ego. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's messy. Um, But I think that some people think that like living that lifestyle, like starting an online business or, you know, like ending their relationship or moving the country, like the hardest part, like people get caught up in the logistics, right? Like of just like, oh, but you know, like limiting beliefs, like what about this? What about this? What if this goes wrong? Oh, I'm scared because of this. The hardest part is just making the decision. Like that is the hardest part is just actually fully committing to it. The rest of it's easy. It just almost works it. It works its way out because when, when you decide to claim something that's in alignment, it's just almost effortless. So yeah. yeah. Once you've so crazy. Once you've decided things just start clicking into place and also I think there's a powerful thing that happens once you truly decide in whatever you're moving forward with in your life to the universe. Like once you communicate to the universe that like you've decided this is where we're going, this is who we are now, this is how it's going to be. This is what I'm calling in. This is what I'm creating. Then those forces kind of come in and help guide that process along. If you're a person who leans on practices like manifestation, or you have spiritual beliefs, or you feel like you're guided and supported, when you decide, I always say this, when you decide, the universe moves fast. And it's only in the indecision of, should I, shouldn't I? I don't know. Maybe I will. I think I will. Wait, maybe I won't. Okay. Yes, I'm going. No, I'm not going. It's only in that space where it feels like you're not supported because the universe doesn't know how to support you because you don't even know what you want or who you are, or what you're trying to create. Once you decide, the universe moves fast. When you say, hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm going this is what I'm creating, help me, guide me, support me, you will feel those synchronicities start to come in and guide that path. Mm, Oh, that's so interesting. It's almost like we have trouble committing because we feel like we won't be supported, but the only reason we're not supported is because we're not committing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So crazy. Um, So that is a really powerful like spiritual concept, right? That is so helpful in – just, well, just manifestation in general, but also in business. And me and Samantha were talking about like what we kind of wanted to hit today is just like the spiritual concepts that help you in um, in generally just creating your life, but also a little more specifically with business and making money. So I'm curious to hear more of um, just your insights or downloads or anything that's coming through around, yeah, these very spiritual concepts that help you in almost such a masculine world. Of course, there is like this rise of the divine feminine in business and especially the coaching space where it is a more feminine world. Um, But like generally speaking, business is like a pretty masculine world, right? And so when we bring in like the spiritual concepts to help us in that, some people are like, business isn't spiritual. It's numbers and logistics and marketing. 
Um, but for me, my business is very spiritual and I'm excited to hear some of kind of your, your um, philosophies and teachings around mm. spirituality and business. Mm. Yeah, this is, this is one of my favorite concepts, topics. This is where I thrive. And this is really, these are the women that I help. These are my clients, the, the women who are building spiritually led businesses. So it is that fusion of the masculine energy of action and marketing and all of that kind of stuff mixed with that feminine energy of receiving and leaning back and trusting and co-creating. Um, because I actually have like a lot of naturally masculine energy when it comes to business. Like I'm a real go-getter, would describe myself as I've always been ambitious. Like I always put a lot of effort forth. I would never settle for anything less than the best. Like even in school, I really struggled to my senior year, I remember like everybody was kind of, it was almost like the the last half of senior year was kind of like a throwaway because you had already been accepted to school. So you're like, grades don't matter, whatever. I really struggled to like mm -hmm. half-ass any of my assignments. Or, and I, I'm just a person that likes to do things well and puts a lot of effort forth. So my journey has been, you know, taking that naturally masculine element and infusing it with this more feminine embodied kind of energy. So that's a lot of the work that I do. But I think in terms of like spiritual concepts that help me in business, um, one thing that I love recently that I've been saying more and more is that if it's important to me, it's important to the universe. And this is just a belief that we get to choose and when we choose this belief of if it's important to me, it's important to the universe, mm -hmm. we start to feel more supported in our goals and our desires because we bring in this energy of, oh, it's not all just up to me. It's not just I'm wanting to create these random outcomes. It's not just you know, I want to make this amount of money for no apparent reason, or I want to call in these clients for just because I want to. It's like there's a greater purpose and there's a larger scale to everything that we're doing. And I really do believe like if something is important to you, it is important to the universe because we are not made to come to earth and suffer. The universe wants you to be supported. It wants you to thrive. It wants you to create this amazing work that's going to help other people in the world. If we're speaking for you know business owners and people that are wanting to get into the coaching space, of course, that's also a desire of the universe is for you to be guiding the collective consciousness to this higher state. So if it's important to you, it's important to the universe, which just relieves some of that pressure off of yourself of feeling like this is a arbitrary outcome that I just have to force and push and try to create on my own. It's like, no, this is a, this is a supported co-creation, right? God, source, universe, angels, guides are on my side because they want this outcome too. Mm, oh, I love that. And do you feel like, um, I always, something that kind of like goes along with that is I always feel like I wouldn't have goals or dreams or like just urges or curiosities if it wasn't almost like given to me by the universe in a sense. Like we always think like our desires are so like we created them, but they're almost just like within us and life is life is like moving through us. So that concept, I've never heard this spoken about in the way that you're sharing it. And I absolutely love it because it is like an energy shift when you think about the universe wanting it just as bad. Um, yeah. And I feel like the idea of just knowing that like our desires are like, they're not there for no reason. Like if you want five more coaching clients, like that's not for no reason. It's for a reason almost. It kind of supports that concept you're talking about. Yeah. And we can, we can create, we can, I think so often what, what we struggle with in business is we take that goal or that desire for five more coaching clients and we look at it as this like superficial desire. And so then we discount it from being a desire that's divinely guided, right? So, okay, if you have a desire to help 
people or, you know, heal women from eating disorders or, you know, help people get to a better level of health or improve their relationships. All of that stuff can feel like it's more deeply rooted in purpose or in spirituality. And so we can see those things as like, oh, okay, I can understand how, yeah, your your desires are on your heart for a reason, right? They weren't an accident. But then when it comes down to the, the little kind of like micro goals or steps that are a part of that bigger mission, say getting five more coaching clients, right? How are you going to help women heal from eating disorders if you don't have clients? But once we break it down to that smaller goal, we now feel like it's like this arbitrary or superficial desire that is like, oh, I just want more clients because I want more money. And we almost start making ourselves wrong or we make ourselves feel bad about the desire when that desire is directly connected to the higher desire to help and serve. So it's a part of the mission. And we have to remember that Because if we don't, we'll start approaching those goals feeling like, oh, you know, maybe I'm greedy for this or maybe it's not going to happen, right? We have to bring in this element all the way down through to the even the smaller parts of the mission, not just the overarching, you know, mission that we have in the world, but like bringing it all the way through to all the steps, all the way down to the micro activities and actions that you have to take on a daily basis in your business and understanding that those two are guided. I I say that the desires are the language of the soul. So when you have a desire of some kind, you just have to trust that it's your soul speaking to you. You know, where do desires come from? It's kind of like thoughts, you know, where do they come from? Are they a part of you? Are they external to you? Is it just an experience that you're having? And I really choose to believe that desires are the language of the soul. So it's the way that your soul speaks to you. It's the way that it communicates to you. It's the way that it's trying to live outwardly through you as a human being. Mm-hmm. I Oh my God. I love that so much that the soul, what did you say? The soul or no, desires are the language of the soul. Is that what you said? I love that. So good, right? <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay. So Samantha, I keep catching you say something. You keep saying like, I just choose to believe and like kind of enunciating the choose or earlier in the episode, you said like, if we just choose to believe this thing. And I love that because I'm the same way of saying like choose, but I'm very intentional of why I say I choose to believe. And I'm curious to kind of hear your uh, wisdom around beliefs and how you shift your beliefs. and yeah, just the, just this concept around choosing the belief. Is it really that easy to just choose to believe something? Yeah, this is a really great question. And I'm glad that you brought this forward because I do try to highlight the fact that everything that I'm speaking about is a chosen belief. I'm not here to tell anybody what is fact necessarily or what they should take as fact. Um, and I just, I think... I do think it is as simple as choosing a new belief, but I also know that simple and easy are not always the same thing, right? So something can be super simple in the sense, oh, let's just choose a new belief, but it can also be a little bit challenging. It can take some time. It can take some work to really lean into that new belief system that you're choosing. So I think when we think about this from like, if we want to zoom out for a second and look at it from a broader perspective, a lot of the beliefs that we have as adults are beliefs that we did not necessarily choose, but they were given to us by others, right? So when you think about it, no thought that we ever have is really like a unique thought. It's not like we just generated that thought from within ourselves, completely autonomous from the world or anything around us. The only reason we have thoughts about anything are because we've learned things from our experience being in the world and from the people around us, right? From the time that you're a child, you learn how to think quite literally, and you learn how to believe by seeing 
and hearing and experiencing what other people are thinking and saying and believing. So, it, you know, if people get worked up about this idea of like, oh, just choose a belief, you kind of have to remember like, well, the things that you're believing right now that maybe you feel are so true to you or that you're just clinging on to, that you find it so hard to just cast away and choose something new, those aren't even yours. That that never belonged to you. That was never a, a choice that you made. It was just something that happened that was there by luck, by chance of where you grew up and who you were surrounded by. So when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, well, if everything that I've ever learned to believe, it comes from other people anyway, then why wouldn't I just start making my own beliefs, right? Rather than borrowing everybody else's, why don't I choose what I want to believe? And, you know, there's lots of science around, you know, choosing positive belief systems and things that make us feel happier or more expansive or more supported. All of the science around gratitude and, you know, choosing to see the positives every day in your life that completely shifts your whole health down to like a cellular level. So there is a piece of science to it, of course, but there's also just a piece of, you know, this is working for me. I feel better and my life feels better when I choose to believe things that guide me and make me feel supported and make me feel like I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that you mentioned like the the simple versus easy thing because that's so spot on. Like it's it's not always easy to shift your beliefs, but it is that simple when you bring in that concept of like, you know, it's one of the first things that I teach in my program, Metamorphosis. Like it's all about, you know, your confidence and confidence really is just your beliefs, like what you believe about yourself and others and what you can achieve. And like the first step is always just fully realizing that all beliefs are simply just that. They're fake, right? I always use – I don't know if you know um, James Wedmore, but I love him because he really brings like the like half spirituality, half masculine strategy vibes to business. Um, and he always calls you know your belief system BS, right? Belief system, bullshit. And once you can actually like – actually settle into the concept that like all beliefs are fake, it does make it, you know, again, maybe not easy, but it makes it a lot more simple to say, well, hell yeah, I can just choose a new belief because all these beliefs are fake anyway. Um, and that, that's kind of our downfall, right? We think our beliefs are are real. Once you see that all of them are fake, then you can truly shift. And one thing that I always think about too is that like, we get so stuck in our beliefs of like, you know, I could never have a successful business or money is hard to come by or, right, I could never move to Europe. Like that would be too hard. We have all these beliefs and you have to realize that the beliefs that you prefer to have that would create this like incredible reality for you, somebody is out there living by those beliefs. So how can it be, you know, how – how can you sit here and say like, oh, well, I just can't have that belief. Like I have to stay in my old belief. I can't have that new belief. When someone is out there living by that belief and it's working for them, um, it just shows you the proof that, you know, you you truly can choose what to believe and in return it it creates your whole reality. Mm. So yeah. Um, I want to hear, I want to hear about more of your your beliefs that you live by in business. Okay. So when it comes to like money, I think it's really important that we make decisions with money that we believe are going to support us. So I think money is a place where people tend to feel more stressed or anxious or worried or uncertain. Like say we need to make a really big investment, whether it's a personal investment like buying a property or Um, If it's a business investment, like investing in a mentor or something that's going to help serve your business overall. If you're going to invest in something, I think you have to choose and decide that it's the right move because what would be 
really unfortunate is for you to invest in yourself either personally or professionally and then start to feel the fear of once that money leaves your bank account of the lack coming up and being like, oh my gosh, that was a lot of money. Was that the right decision? Am I going to get out of it what I'm hoping for? Like what if I really just fucked up? this could be really bad. Like maybe I should try to cancel it or get it back or, oh my gosh, I don't know. That would be the worst place for you to go, right? So a more empowered belief system would be to say, I trust myself with money. I trust that my investments will serve me continuously and forevermore in a positive way. And I choose to believe that this was the right move and I can't wait to see the ROI. And move forth with that belief. Move forth with that energy. Move mm-hmm. forth with that attitude. Mm. Oh, I love that so Because much. then it will work out better because you will find reasons to believe that it was the right move. You will find reasons to look for the positives. You will find reasons to see the benefits. You'll find ways to squeeze all of the juice out of it. You'll find ways to show up for that investment so that it proves you right that it was the right move, right? Our beliefs create our reality. So if you're moving through an investment thinking, this totally screwed me over, or I think this was a bad choice, then you're going to consistently be looking and scanning for all the reasons of why it was a bad decision and why it was the wrong choice. And then you're going to find those things, you're going to act on those things, and it's going to totally shift the physical result of that investment. Whereas the opposite is true if you start to believe this was the right move, I can't wait to see the ROI, I know that I'm supported in this, I trust myself, this is going to benefit me forevermore, you start looking for all of those reasons. You start showing up in that energy with that attitude and that changes your actions and that changes the results. So you can choose one way or the other depending on what you want to get out of it. But of course, we all desire positive results. So enforce a positive belief system behind it and you're more likely to see that happen. Mm, Oh my God. So good. You're like, uh, the way that you explain things is kind of blowing my mind right now. I have never even thought of it in that way. Well, I have, but not the way that you just worded it. So I love that so much. Um, And I just feel like it just, that concept in and of itself just shows like you can almost see the difference between people who are running their businesses so logically and masculine where they are like nitpicking every little thing of like, you know, is this, you know, just all the, you know, for, I I still use my, my Google sheets and my spreadsheets a little bit in business, but I'm not very like just logical masculine about it. And I can just feel the difference between a business where it's very, yeah, like logical, you know, putting out like the numbers and, and just trying to like with your brain, see if it's the right decision. Like the way that the outcomes from decisions, like the outcomes from those types of decisions versus the outcomes from the decisions where you're fully in your power and just trusting and the way that you show up. I mean, it's like, it's like night and day difference, truly. Yeah. And I think there, there's a place for having the strategy and the masculine energy and, you know, kind of looking at numbers in a spreadsheet sense. But we can sometimes shoot ourselves in the foot by trying to plan everything and reverse engineer everything and say, oh, you know, if I do this price for this many people, I need to get this amount of clients and then this times this equals this and then minus the expenses and this and then this is my – so this is my goal for the month and then you're like so focused on doing it in a very specific way and you're almost only open to receiving in the way that you had planned to receive, which I think is a big problem as well when you are so in the analytical. You're kind of like, oh, the only Mm -hmm. way that I see myself making money this month is through this course that I'm selling or is because I have one-on-one Uh, coaching that's open or whatever it is, right? This product that I'm selling. And so because you've only got the site to see, to feel like that's where money is going to come from, then you're not also generating and pushing out this energy with a belief system of 
money comes to me all the time in unexpected ways in ever-increasing amounts. And if we believe that, then maybe people pay us for things that we don't expect or we get money in different ways than what we were so focused on thinking, I need to get this amount of clients in this specific container to make this amount of money. Yeah, it really puts us in like a box in a sense Um, and it, it closes us to the miracles. And I think that you know, I've only been in my business for like two years now. Um, but in those two years, the amount of experiences I've had that have shown me the magic, it's you have to like stay open to it, right? Like at first I was a lot more forceful and logical because I didn't yet see that magic that can happen when you stay open. Um, but now that I've just had these crazy experiences, it's it helps me believe in the magic a little bit. But I'm curious to hear what you personally do when you do kind of – I'm sure there's moments where you lose this a little bit, right? Like you maybe lose the trust a little bit or you lose the confidence or um, maybe you do have like a lower income month. Like how do you navigate really holding your confidence as a businesswoman? How do you, you know, um, really anchor into your spirituality when things are not going your way? And um, yeah, just just how you anchor into that when things Mm. get hard. Yeah, I love this question. And one belief that I established really early on in my personal development journey that I always carry with me is that everything is always working out for me. And this was one of those ones, like we talked about earlier, you know, things can be simple, but not necessarily easy. And it did take a little while for me to really like cement this belief and truly feel in my whole body that like, this is true. But I actually really believe this on a deep cellular level now, which is amazing. So even when things aren't working out for me, there's a deeper part of me that knows that in some way it is because I've established this belief that everything is always working out for me. And the universe can see things and hear things and perceive of things that I can't. So when it seems like things aren't working out, which really just means that they're not going how I expected them to go or how I thought they would go. It doesn't mean that they're not going well or that they're not working in my favor still, right? Sometimes we have to take like this curvy roundabout path to get to our ultimate destination, which is the best place for us to be. But when we're on that curve, we can't see that you know, how the universe has that bird's eye view and they can see the whole route. And it's like, hang on, I know you're going around a dark, scary bend, but trust me, like the view is going to be worth it. The destination is going to be worth it. So that's a belief that I lean into when it feels like things aren't working out is just reminding myself, you know what? Everything truly is always working out for me. I know that I'm going to get exactly where I'm meant to go and If it's important to me, it's important to the universe. So I know that we are working on it together. And this must just be part of the plan. This must just be part of the mission to get there. So how can I learn from this, right? Maybe you have a low income month or maybe you don't sell as much of something as you expected. What is it here to teach us? That's always a big one. What am I meant to learn from this? Because maybe there's a really important lesson in here that I need to take now Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to learn it in a more extreme way later down the line. So let's look, let's scan, let's find the lessons, what worked, what didn't, what is this teaching me? How is it serving me? How am I going to shift or pivot because of this? And just keep moving. I think that's the biggest thing is not making things mean something that they don't have to mean, right? So you have a low income month and then you start creating the meaning in your mind of, oh my gosh, this means that my income is going down. People don't want to buy from me anymore. I'm not going to sell as much. What if this? What if that? I can't pay my bills, et cetera, et cetera. Like we really spiral into making all of these meanings that we didn't need to make. So that's where I have to catch myself out sometimes as well when and when I'm meaning making, right? And be like, okay, this happened, but 
the real reason I'm upset is because I made it mean this whole bigger story of how my whole business is fucked and I'm going to be poor and I have to find a new job, right? So I'm, I'm actually upset. I'm actually upset from the meaning that I made from the situation more than I am from the actual situation. So just kind of catching myself out in those moments and going backwards and looking at what actually happened and what the lessons are and returning to that knowing that this is working out for me. Yes. Oh my God. What a huge light bulb moment right there. Like if I'm having a light bulb moment right there, then I'm sure so many of my listeners are as well of like the lesson I'm just hearing through this. It's like, because I, I feel like, um, like you said, it, it takes time to fully feel that belief like on a cellular level that everything is working out for you. I'm so grateful I've I've gotten to that point as well where I just live my life with that belief. But I always, you know, when giving guidance around that belief, right, when you're coaching someone on, you know, stepping more into that belief, it's kind of like, okay, how do you, how do you help somebody that doesn't have that belief have that belief? And the lesson is to find neutrality in everything. Like, like you said, like it's just the meanings that we create around it that makes us feel like things aren't working out for us. But if you see everything as neutral and you stop deeming things as good and bad, like that gets you so much closer to that belief than than otherwise. Because if you're making meanings and you already carry the belief of like things aren't working out for me and, and things are going into the shit and whatever, like at pretty much anything that happens to you is going to be a good reason as to why things aren't working out for you, right? So viewing everything as as neutral is so great because, I mean, I, I still do that in my journey. Like I said, I do very much carry the belief of like everything's working out for me. But when I do have like, you know, like I said, like a lower income month or or I didn't get that client or whatever, I'm very like, I don't know if you're this way. It's kind of funny. I have a a friend like this too. We're both Aries. So we're very like fiery and, and um, overdramatic. So it's like if one thing doesn't go our way, it's like so black and white. We're like the world is ending. Like if I don't feel motivated one day, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm never going to be motivated or inspired ever again in my life until I die. It's like this whole thing. Um, it's, but it's, yeah, just the neutrality of it. It's like, nope, this is just what it is. And also you never know what is around the corner things could shift. Literally, you could walk around the corner and meet somebody and it could make you a millionaire. You could walk around, you know, you could go to Spain after college and meet your soulmate. Like, you never, you never fucking know um, what's going to happen. So, mm, love it so much. Um, okay. What was my next question for you? I want to hear from you. Um, I'm like kind of switching gears now and this is like the last little topic we'll hit, but I want to hear from you like what you think creates like a powerful brand, a powerful business, like, you know, in the realms of spirituality or in a, in a more masculine sense, like what actually creates magnetism and, and powerful leadership? Mm. This is a really good question. And the first thing that comes to me when I think about powerful brands are a brand that has the ability to make you feel something. So emotion is such a huge part of the resonance that we feel with brands. And we can cultivate emotion from so many different places. Like everybody knows the experience of landing on someone's Instagram feed that is just so beautifully curated and it's like a whole mood and it's a vibe and all of the colors blend and like it's themed and it just, it, it evokes this like, this sense of emotion. So it can come from aesthetics. It can also come from vulnerability and the kind of deep resonance that you feel with someone when they share really impactful or insightful moments from their life and you feel like you get to see them in a new light or you get to know them on a deeper level and you're like, wow, you know, I, I see her in that, in that post. That post was so powerful. It just spoke to me, right? So we can create emotion in audiences through 
the art that we create through the words that we write through the aesthetics of our content or our websites or our products. But I really think the most powerful brands are brands that know how to make people feel. And so if you're someone who's building a brand, you want to think about and be intentional about when people come to my Instagram page or they come to listen to my podcast or they land on my website, like how do I want them to feel, right? I'm the curator of the emotion that's going to be stirred up inside of them. So what do I want that emotion to be? And when I close my eyes and I feel into it, what are the colors or the words or the energy or the sounds of that emotion and how can I bring that forth in a creative, expressive way to let people experience that feeling? So I think that's that's a really big piece of it is creating feeling or emotion in your audience or the people that are experiencing your brand. Mm. Oh my God. Yes. Like a million times. Yes. It's so funny. You know how business coaches always have you create like five pillars for your Instagram. I always have my clients create five feelings um, because I feel the exact same way. Like it's all about the feelings. How do you want to make people feel? Because you can pick your five, right? Like five topics that you want to talk about. And and I still teach my clients that that traditional foundation as well. But it, it's more about the feelings. It's all about the feelings. And that's why it is less um it's it's less about the colors and the font and more about the heart and soul that you put into it. So that's so perfect and beautiful. And I'm sure that concept is going to help so many people that are just starting their business. Okay. So I have a couple of questions that I always ask all of my guests at the end of my episodes. So number one, I always love to give my audience um, like a little baby step. So something like a little piece of homework, but something so small that it's hard not to do, like they could do it within the next 24 hours and something that um, helps them just integrate everything that we've talked about a little bit deeper. Is there any like little ritual or practice or anything that you could give to my audience? Mm, This is so good. I love this question. Okay. Let me have a think about what I feel like is easy to do, so easy to do that it would be silly if you didn't do it. (laughs) At first I was going to be like, post something polarizing. And then I'm like, no, that's hard. (laughs) That's challenging to post something polarizing. Um, I think since we've been talking about Mm. spiritual concepts and- Well, I I would say for the baby step, it's like we said, like not- not like it can be not easy, but simple. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be so easy, but it can be simple. Yes. Okay. We're going with the, the simple, but not necessarily totally easy type vibe. So you could post something polarizing because if we're talking about, you know, powerful brands and having a brand that really stands out, I think another big piece of that is sharing your opinions and your beliefs and not really shying away from making, you know, wanting to make sure that everybody is going to agree or that nobody's going to have an opinion about it because that in fact is what creates magnetism in our businesses is the polarization, right? If we are not polar, then we're just kind of vanilla. And the only reason that a magnetic, a magnet is magnetic is because it has those polar ends, right? So if we think about magnetism on a logical level, if we want to create that magnetism with our audience, we need to create polarity. We need to be showing up in such an authentic and true to ourselves way that there's going to be people that don't like it, that there's going to be people that have something to say about it. You know, if you have any kind of TikTok or reel or anything that goes viral, it's usually because a lot of people loved it and a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people disagreed with it or had corrections, Mm -hmm. corrections of what you said or nuanced situations that they wanted to add in or say, what about this? And I don't think this is true because of this, that, and the other thing. So 
you know, if you want to post something polar, that's going to help create magnetism in your business. So that could be that could be a step, a homework step for people in the audience because maybe it is simple, but it might cost you a little bit of effort and energetics to get over the hump of worrying about what people might think. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Um, I was literally like cracking up inside about you talking about, you know, if something goes viral, how it's probably because half the people loved it, half the people hated it. That's all my fucking viral TikToks. And it's been such a process to like deal with like the yeah, just just the people that have some some shit to say, but it's so true. But the powerful part is that yeah, you'll get the people that don't like you. And also you're being so authentic that you will find your people that are absolutely obsessed with you. Like if you're always posting vanilla content, then you'll always have like a lukewarm audience. But if you're posting like from your heart, some bold ass content that maybe is a little bit controversial or polarizing, like, yeah, you're going to get the people that are like, nope, don't agree with that. And then you're going to get the people that are like diehard fans that are like, I can't believe this bitch just said that. And you know, like, comment, follow, share with all my friends. And um, yeah, that's such, such a good piece of homework. Yes. Obsessed. Yes. Um, beautiful. Okay. And the second question I always ask is if you at your lowest point in your life was listening into this podcast right now, what would you say to her? I would say if I was at the lowest point in my life and I heard this conversation that we just had today, I would say take this and run with it because at that point I didn't have any of these belief systems set up. I didn't feel that I was being guided or supported by a higher power. Mm. I didn't know how to choose my beliefs and, you know, gear them towards the positive outcomes that I wanted to experience. I was really stuck in the logical, analytical mind of, is this right or wrong? Is this correct or not? Did I do it right? What will the outcome be? I hope it's good, but maybe it's going to be bad. So I'd say to myself, Take this information and run with it. Act like it's true. Even if you don't fully believe it yet, just decide. Mm. Oh my God, so good. So, so, so good. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Um, And very last thing, if you would just share with everybody uh, where they can find you and obviously we'll link everything in the show notes, but your Instagram, your podcast, any programs you have coming up. I'm sure everyone is feeling just so inspired by you and, um, yeah, I'm excited for them to connect with you further. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys want to come hang out with me, I'm mostly on Instagram. My handle is underscore Samantha Daily, but you can also find me on TikTok at the same handle. My podcast is called Make Shift Happen. You can find it anywhere that you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. And I have a brand new program that just came out a few days ago. It's called Wealth Calibration, and it is a whole sensory experience, live embodiment program all about feeling into the energies and calibrating to the frequency of wealth. It's not only for business owners, it's for anybody that wants to uncover this new way of tapping into the energy and the vibrations and the feeling and the embodiment of true wealth. So we've got some incredible female facilitators in there that are going to be guiding hypno breath work, hypnotherapy, sound healing, a pleasure workshop, so many incredible things. So come to my Instagram or you can go to samanthadaily.com and check out my programs. And if you feel inclined, join us for wealth calibration in the month of June. Mm, so amazing. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes. Like I said, I'll leave everything linked in the show notes so you guys can easily connect with Samantha. Um, and yeah, just so grateful to have had you on the podcast. So many light bulbs and so much wisdom. Um, and I'm sure everyone, um, is just so grateful as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. 
Okay. Well, everybody, I hope you guys have the most beautiful week this week. If you guys love this episode, make sure you share it and tag Samantha as well as tagging me. Um, and we'd both, we'd both love to just connect with you guys and answer your guys' questions, keep supporting you all. Um, and yeah, just have the most beautiful week and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love if you left Breaking Butterfly a rating and a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free masterclasses, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes, and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week, and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.